Do any of these workplace scenarios sound familiar? You're in a meeting, pitching an idea or working out a problem, when suddenly you get talked over or even cut off. You're not an admin, but you're expected to arrange birthday parties, take notes, grab coffee for the team. You fantasized about rage quitting. If you've ever experienced any of this, you are not alone. But there's a podcast that can help. Battle Tactics for Your Sexist Workplace. I love it. In each episode, co-host Jeannie Yandel and Eula Scott Bino look at different aspects of sexism at work. This season, Eula and Jeannie talk about quitting and becoming your own boss. Why fixing sexism isn't as easy as putting more women in leadership roles. And why intent doesn't matter when it comes to being an ally. Listen and subscribe to Battle Tactics for Your Sexist Workplace on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. Hey, it's Rashma Sajani. Welcome to Brave Not Perfect. This season, I am so focused on living my most joyful, my most fearless life. And I want to encourage every single person to do the exact same thing. So each week, we're going to do something crazy. We're going to get out of our comfort zone because bravery, it's not about jumping out of a building. It's not about slaying a dragon. It's about those everyday decisions. I didn't just become the founder and CEO of Girls Who Code overnight. It took a lot of small acts of bravery and it took changing my mindset, getting comfortable with taking risks, doing something new, even if it felt really scary. And that's why I'm here with you today. I want to talk about those small acts of everyday bravery, the little things we can do to stand in our power and grow more confident. So when it's time to push ourselves a little harder or make a big decision, we're ready to stand on that big stage. We got a great show for you today about one of the most important things you need to do to be brave. And we got a special appearance from my friend, Ariana Huffington. Stay tuned. So Ashley, my producer, is joining me today to give me another bravery challenge. Hey, Rashma. Uh-oh. I am so not appreciating that devious smile on your face, especially after you gave me that frustrating challenge earlier this week. Oh, yeah. You're definitely not going to like this challenge. Okay. Just, just give it to me. So you know how you're taking the day off tomorrow? Somewhat, yes. Somewhat? Yeah, okay. I'm taking the day off, right. Um, you can tell me not to use my phone or something? Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, you got, got it. it. <laughs> so we're going to take it away from you. Oh, my God. Because I know that even on your days off, you're actually... Oh, I love really, my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And you're still checking emails uh-huh. and doing work. All of it. Yeah. So you, you're going to have to relax because you have to be rested to be brave. You can't be brave if right. you're tired. That is true. That is true. And I guess you can't be well-rested when I'm constantly staring at my phone and wanting inbox zero. So fair enough. Fair enough. But that doesn't mean I like it. I don't like it at all. I knew, oh my God, that's so crazy. I knew when you were like, okay, I'm not going to like it, that it was like my phone. My baby. Am I allowed to look at my computer? It depends. What are you going to be doing on your computer? Work. No. Not at all. Okay. You have to take the day off. You have to really take the day off. I have to take the day off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. You ready for this? I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Okay, let's do this. Do it. (laughs) 
So, um, Rashma, you didn't have your phone today. Yes. Tell me about that. Yeah, so today I unplugged, and it's it's wild. I just actually got off vacation, and I unplugged more today than I did the entire 10 days I was away, and it was amazing. So tell me what was amazing about it. I am, like, super addicted to my phone. Like, I definitely have a problem. I am constantly on it, and I realize that I use it um, to be distracted, and I'm not present. So today I had this amazing hour and a half with my son and my dog at the park where I made up games for him to play in the water. Normally, like, he'd be playing and I'd be kind of, like, reading the New York Times or doing my thing, and I wouldn't fully be there. And we had so much fun. And then I went and did something for me. I I went with my girlfriends and we saw this incredible play, Fairview. And I was really anxious because I was like, what if – they don't find me and they have my tickets and I can't call them. And I was really stressed about it, but I found them perfectly fine. They waited for me outside. I got in a cab. I got there okay. I got in a cab back. Like nothing happened. And so I even feel like I saw in this play was this really powerful conversation about race. And I think because the whole day I was unplugged, I really was able to take it in and was just, even while I was watching, just felt every emotion, then I don't think that I would have been engaged in the same way had I not gotten over my addiction for seven hours. So did you learn anything from today? I learned that I, yes, I learned that I have to spend more time without my phone. Uh, And just in a little things, I feel like Ashley, like, being in the taxi cab ride and seeing neighborhoods that I've probably drove through a million times, but noticing a bakery that I hadn't seen before or a theater or a piece of graffiti or listening to people's conversations and just watching different things. It's funny. I was like, while I was at a parking lot, I was like uh, across from like a brunch place. And I was watching these three young women who were currently having brunch together on a Sunday, but they were on their phones. And so you realize like how much like, human interaction, quite frankly, we don't have because we're never really fully present because we're connected to this thing that's in our hands. All the time. All the time. I don't know anyone who doesn't struggle with that. You know, and I think for me, it's like, you know, my phone is my computer. It's my distraction. It's, it's my everything. I think more than it because I travel so much. I am, I, I am so uh, obsessed and, and so addicted and so connected to the phone that I was really, really panicking in many ways to kind of give it up. Besides that moment looking for your friends, did you have moments where you were like, I don't have my phone. Where's my phone? Yes. When I got in the text cab, I was like, what am I going to do for the next 30 minutes while I'm driving into Brooklyn? Like, what am I going to read? What am I going to do? What am I going to think about? See, and I, I think for me, it's like my mind is constantly in motion that I actually felt like today, I know it sounds like crazy, but I felt incredibly creative and and um, alive in, in a way that I haven't felt in a while. And literally it was just not with my phone for seven hours. The other thing is, is before you, you know, I got my phone back at five and uh, I didn't miss anything. Nothing happened, right? Like the world continued on. I didn't miss some important email or I didn't miss some important news alert. I actually felt like it was like mentally good for me to be off Twitter, off Instagram, off the New York Times, off of all this constant, this news cycle that we're in right now. So you were kind of saying that you felt more creative, more, I can't remember the words you used, maybe more alive, more aware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And why do you think that unplugging from your phone for a day gave you that? What do you think it is about that and stuff? 
stepping away from that that kind of gives you that energy. Because I think it makes you be more in the moment and it forces you to like actually be aware of your environment, you know? And I think that we don't do that because we're constantly distracted or constantly trying to distract ourselves. And there were just, you know, I don't know, there were lots of things that I thought about. I think even the way that I got to play with my, my, my son and my dog, uh, I, I just haven't done that in a while. So I know that you kind of check your phone as um, a time filler, kind of a compulsive thing that you do to just distract yourself. Were you fully able to let go of that, you think, today? Uh, yes, but I was like reluctant to give it up, and I probably waited to the last possible moment. And I was excited to get it back. Do you see what I'm saying? Even though I'm telling you all this and I'm like, oh, it was so amazing. I felt so creative. It was, I got to do this more. I'm still definitely like addicted to it. Um, I think what it taught me though is that it needs to be away physically from your body, right? Like it's not just about turning it off or I'm not going to look at it for a couple hours. Like you need to physically not actually have it and to be away from it. And I'm going to... I commit to this over the next month, pick one day over the weekend to just to literally lock it up. I'm going to do it. That sounds like a good thing for you. Yeah. Good yeah. thing for all of us. Yeah. We could all <laughs> we could all do it. We could all. I think it's, I don't think we think we're as addicted as we are. Like I, I'd be like, I don't know. I'm not on my phone that much. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> and it's true. Every moment, whether it was in the park with Sean or in the taxi cab ride or right before the play was about to start or right after the play was over, right? Every moment, my first instinct was to reach for it. Totally. So you kind of mentioned that you were kind of reluctant to give the phone away to Yeah, to I'm Nahal. sure Nahal wants to tell you all about that. <laughs> you tell me about it. What's your side of the story? <laughs> so I thought I wasn't supposed to give it up till 10. And I said 10 because I knew I was going to yoga at 9. And I like to listen to music before yoga and listen to music after yoga. You know, right when I walk out of yoga class, somebody sent me an email with Nahal. And I respond back. And Nahal's like in all caps, where are you? Why are you on your phone? You're supposed <laughs> to give it to me. I, I was like, ah. You know, like it felt like immediately like I was like failing this exercise that I was supposed to like take on. But he is right. Like I, I could have very easily just given him the phone, walked out, but I just didn't want to give it, I didn't want to give it away right away. And then do you feel different at all? I do. I feel lighter. I've been trying to be on my phone less, but I don't think I've taken it to, I mean, li literally I was on vacation in, uh, in some beautiful places and I did not spend the seven hours that I spent today without my phone. So, I mean, that's crazy. Well, next vacation. Yes. Or not even, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm really going to try to pick a weekend, pick a date on the weekend, maybe Sunday, and do the same thing. Awesome. Do you want more fearless feminist podcasts in your life? Looking for something to listen to in between episodes of Brave Not Perfect? Check out Popaganda. It's a feminist podcast that comes out twice a month about pop culture from Bitch Media. It's hosted by Carmen Rios. She's this fabulous feminist writer, editor, and digital media superstar. And right now you can listen to Propaganda's heat season. Carmen sits down with feminist activists, thinkers, and legends alike. They grapple with the urgency of a feminist future while envisioning what culture change could really look like. And they talk about everything from avoiding burnout when you're fighting for much needed change to the Spice Girls. Get each episode while it's still hot. 
And don't miss a minute of the burning questions Carmen delves into with her guests. Listen and subscribe to Propaganda wherever you get your feminist podcast fix. So, since this episode is all about rest, it wouldn't be complete without the one, the only, Ariana Huffington. You, of course, know her as the founder of the Huffington Post. Today, she's a woman leading the revolution against burnout. In 2016, she launched a platform called Thrive Global. Its mission? To change the way we work and live by ending the collective delusion that burnout is a price that we must pay for success. Whew, preach Ariana. She's also written 15 books, including The Sleep Revolution and Thrive. I had such a delightful time sitting in on the conversation she had with Reshma, and I'm so glad we're able to share it with you right now. You know, I wrote my book, Brave Not Perfect, and one of the sections was a chapter that was inspired by a conversation that you and I had, where we talked about how, you know, you can't be brave if you're tired. And this idea of like getting rest or you can't be brave if you're tired has really resonated with so many people. And so we've been doing these kind of bravery challenges, and the challenge of this episode is to get some rest. And so you being the the queen of rest, (laughs) I wanted to get your thoughts um, about this because you're really leading the charge against burnout. So like, what's your advice for unplugging? Well, first of all, let me say how excited I am that you are doing that. Uh, Because it goes exactly against the culture that men have created about how to be your best at work, which has always been about powering through, uh, sacrificing sleep and rest. And what is amazing is that it goes completely against the latest science and all the data. So what you are saying about you can't be as brave as you want to be when you are exhausted is scientifically the truth. And I'm so happy that you are doing this challenge. And What I want to make clear is that we are saying get enough rest because you are going to be able to reach your peak performance if you have actually taken enough time to recharge and recover. And we need to bring all that same knowledge and science and wisdom into our daily lives. Yeah, it's fascinating. I was talking to Rachel Hollis about this, and she was saying that the thing that she's seen the most, right, is that regardless of whether women are working in the home or they're working outside the home, everybody is exhausted. Like, yes. what, what what is going on? Why do you, are we more exhausted than we've ever been? We are. And one of the main reasons, of course, is the impact of technology, Mm. of the fact that we are always connected. There is no end to work at the moment. Uh, We are working at all times. And when we are not working, we are addicted to social media or to games. Um, And that's why we really don't have a clear demarcation line. We need to kind of arbitrarily choose a time that we declare the end of the working day. And as you know, Reshma, you know, at Thrive, all our behavior change products, um, trainings are based on the idea of micro steps. 
like you change behavior through small daily incremental behavior changes. You don't change behavior through big New Year resolutions that you're going to break uh, two or three weeks after you started. So if you look at micro steps, the first micro step here, which is actually my favorite micro step, is to pick a time at the end of the day that you declare the end of your working day. Hmm. And you mark this end to your working day, whatever time it is, by turning off your phones and gently escorting them out of your bedroom. I know you and I have talked a lot about that. Yes, you gave me a phone bed. I gave you a phone bed. I don't know if you're (laughs) using it. And if you're not using it, no judgments, because you can always start using it at any time you want. I am actually trying to use it. For my challenge, I turned off my phone for the day. And I had the most amazing day, right? I took my son to the park, and I really focused, and we played new games. I went and watched a play, like... And I realized how addicted I am to my phone, uh, even to just distract me and how much of creativity and innovation and just, as we say, shantiness, I was missing from my life because of my relationship with my phone. Well, that is amazing. You know, that is like huge what you've done. I just want to completely honor you and say it was a really brave thing to do. And beyond your performance and your productivity and your creativity, which I know will be enhanced, you're actually taking time to be with your son, which is such a blessing and so precious. And um, you take time to connect with your own uh, deepest wisdom and peace. I think we use technology as a way to distract us. Like I've actually, thinking about this this morning, when I've gotten into this bad habit of letting Sean, if I want him to eat a lot, I'll let him watch TV while he's eating. Because in my mind, I think I'm, you know, it's like that immigrant, like I'm going to shove more food down his mouth, right? If I'm distracting him. But now I've realized that I've associated food with television or watching or screens or games. And it's, it's almost like he can't just eat. He has to yes. eat and do something. Yes. Yes. And I think that's how a lot of us feel about a lot of things, right? It's like, I can't just be at the park with my kid. I got to be on my phone and be playing. How do we disassociate that? Well, first of all, let me tell you, I completely agree with you that we need to dissociate things that give us joy from being on our screens. Mm. And it's particularly important to do it from a very early age. It's less important that your son eats all his food and cleans his plate than (laughs) um, the addiction possibility that we are creating with children when they associate uh, screens with eating or with anything. Um, in their lives. And what are some other microsteps? Like what are some other ways of unplugging that Thrive is kind of uh, recommending and seeing that's kind of working? So another micro step is how you start your day. You know, we talked about how you end your day. Mm. How you start the, your day is equally important. So the majority of people around the world, not just here, start the day even before they're fully conscious by grasping their phone (laughs) and looking at what's on their phone. And if you think of it, that is insane. So what we recommend, again, remember, micro steps. Take one minute before you go to your phone to remember three things you're grateful for or set your intention for the day or 
take conscious inhales and exhales, whatever you want to do, just take a minute. <laughs> hug your husband, hug your dog, kiss your yep. baby, whatever, you pick it. Yeah, I totally took that advice and I don't look at my phone until after I wake up, brush my teeth, put my contacts in and then walk the dog. Oh, that's huge. It, that advice made a huge difference for me. And I realized, you know what? Nothing was happening. Like I wasn't missing anything. You know, if I gave myself 25 extra minutes to fully wake up before looking at it and I feel better. I love that. And you know, if it was um, even like one minute as a beginning, you kind of build the muscle. Right. How did you come to this? Like, would you share your story about, because you were running a high charge company. You were definitely like, you know, adhering to the, you know, the less you sleep, the more powerful and the more successful you are. Like, where, where'd you come to Jesus moment? I came to it the hard way. I came to it in 2007, uh, two years into building Half Post and being the divorced mother of two teenage daughters. Uh, I had bought into the collective delusion that I need to sacrifice myself, power through my exhaustion in order to be super mom and super founder, and I collapsed. I collapsed from burnout and exhaustion. I hit my head on my desk, broke my cheekbone, and that was the beginning of my uh, studying, you know, the latest science, understanding that burnout is a huge global epidemic that... Uh, hundreds of millions of people are affected by it, and it takes different forms. For some people, the form it takes is infinitely worse than mine. You know, people develop high blood pressure, heart problems, uh, have strokes, uh, um, diabetes. A lot of the growth in uh, the rates of chronic diseases are because of stress and burnout. It's so crazy and sad and, you know, how universal it is. You know, I often, when I go speak, I say, every woman I know is exhausted. And every woman in the room is like, yes, <laughs> I'm exhausted. And it's a real, you know, it's a real issue that we have to resolve because I don't think that we'll close the leadership gap. I don't think we'll have more joy if women are so damn tired. And we are. Oh, my God. Thank you for saying that. I think you made two very important points. I'd like to address them separately. One is I really believe that the gap, the gender gap, is very related to burnout. Because when women are burnt out, either they leave the workplace, as we know, so many women come back after they have children, and then they leave in large numbers, or they work part-time. And if we change the conditions at work and the expectations and also the expectations from ourselves, we can change all that because it's a huge loss that we've been trying to address for years and decades. And the other thing is really a more existential thing. And I feel the older I get is more and more important. Missing out on the joy of life. Mm -hmm. It's like when I'm exhausted, I'm like the least good version of myself. You know, I'm more reactive, I'm less empathetic, I'm less creative, but I also don't enjoy my life. And much though we talk about performance and productivity and how important they are, there is also something more important, which is what's your life about? 
And I've now reached the point where I think you and I and most people that I talk to every day, you know, we've proven we can be productive and effective. Kind of we've checked that box. That's not enough for me anymore. So my barometer now is how joyful am I? How much am I enjoying this day? I'm very lucky. I'm, I have a job I love. Mm. Uh, I have a family I love. I have friends I love. I, I'm doing things that I believe are meaningful. So what's my problem if I can't enjoy it? So powerful. It's so, so true. And it's almost as though we sometimes as women have felt that we don't deserve joy, that we have to be martyrs. And that's such a product of society yes. and sexism and racism. That's the new conversation I think that we need to have in the sisterhood, right? Is that we deserve to be happy. Oh my God, I love that. Let's have that conversation. I would love you and me to do everything we can to have that conversation because it is absolutely key. And you know, I find that when I when I bring joy into what I'm doing, I'm just so much mm -hmm. more creative. Part of what we're doing as entrepreneurs and as leaders is solving problems. So if I can be in a place, you know, recharged, joyful, that I can solve problems in, in better, more creative ways, that affects everything. So if um, people want to hear more about your work and the benefits of rest, where should they go? Uh, thriveglobal.com. Also, uh, all over my social media, that's all I post. Ariana Huff with two Fs is my Instagram and Twitter. As you know, that's a big mission for me. So I'm a bit of an evangelist about all these things. And thank you so much for being such a, an incredibly powerful voice in this conversation. Thank you. I could not agree with you more, Ariana. I feel like the biggest revelation I've had is like, yes, we have to fight racism. Yes, we have to fight sexism, but we have to give women strategies to thrive in the culture as it is. And the culture as it is doesn't allow us to, again, rest and to recover and to have joy. And maybe that's not why we're seeking the corner office. You know? Oh, I love that. Okay, you know what's coming up for today's Everyday Bravery Challenge. You need to get some rest. Do something that puts your well-being first. Make sure you start by getting your full eight hours of sleep. Unplug your phone, go get a massage, take a walk, a long walk. Maybe you've been working real hard and just need a day off or a weekend away. Consider planning a relaxing vacation or just taking a day trip. What you need to do to get rest is going to be different for everyone. And maybe it seems indulgent, but if that's what you're thinking, I think it's a good sign that you need to rest more. You need to put yourself first. You need to take care of yourself. And once you've done your challenge and gotten some rest, I want to hear all about it. You can leave me a voicemail at 347-76-BRAVE. Again, that's 347-76-BRAVE. You can also call that number to ask me a question or share your Brave Not Perfect story. We might even share your message on the show. And you can find that number in the description of this episode. And I've got a story to share with you right now. Hi, my name is Kristen Siegel. I worked for ExxonMobil for eight years in their IT division. After that, I had several different other consulting jobs, but something was always missing. I'd always considered becoming a teacher, but I really had no motivation to make that drastic of a life change. In 2016, 
I got laid off. I was hurt. I felt like a failure. And I figured this was a time that I'm going to make the leap of faith. So at 37, I changed careers and I became a high school geometry teacher. I am at an all-girls Catholic high school and I love it. Before I do any real math instruction, I assign them Reshma's TED Talk to watch, along with some reflection questions. One student wrote that her dream is to be a neurosurgeon, and she once shared that with her uncle, who, she said, laughed in her face and said that it would never happen. I pulled her aside after class, and I told her that I will do whatever I can to support her in that dream. And I think she was surprised, not only that I read her responses, but that a math teacher is willing to stand up for her and help her out. This mentality has completely changed my classroom. It has changed me, and I really hope that it continues to change my students. Wow, I love that story. And just a note, as we're doing our challenges, not every challenge is gonna be right for everyone. So if the challenge this week isn't a good fit for you, do something else that's brave, something that makes sense for you. I also want to invite you to join this incredible community with a lot of Brave Not Perfect energy. You can join me and other listeners at the Brave Not Perfect Facebook group. Just search Brave Not Perfect on Facebook. Super easy to find. We've got a ton of people sharing their Brave Not Perfect stories and supporting one another on their journeys. So if that sounds like something you're into, come join us. I'm so glad I got to unplug a little this week. And I'm going to incorporate that more into my life. Next week, I'm going to try to do something a little wild and absolutely terrifying. So go get that rest and get ready for next week's challenge. See you soon. Did you enjoy today's show? Rushma and I would so appreciate it if you shared it with a friend or left a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help get the show in more earbuds so more people can choose bravery over perfection. I'm Ashley Dejan, the executive producer of the show. Tanya Zaparonic and Charlotte Stone schemed with me to take Reshma's phone away and co-produce today's episode. Bill Lance helped with editing so I could get some rest. And a big thanks to Deborah Singer and Jenny Josephson, who give us a boost we need to make the show like a superstar in a Mario game. And I want to give a shout out to Gloria Noel one more time for navigating all of the competing needs of Rushma's time so she could actually unplug for the day. See you soon. We've got an extra fun show for you next week, and I can't wait for you to hear it.